This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like rebel fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, welcome back to episode 128 of the Morning Skate. The boys are back. We got Beaver Boy Rex, Cat and Hal. It's uh, BizDev doing the intro today. You can find me in the corners and analytics of this Morning Skate podcast. And now I'll pass it off to our real host, Jimmy the Cad. Yeah, that was good, dude. That was pretty good, Dale. Uh, yep, that was the voice of our BizDev guy. Uh, it's Dale. You can find him in the corner of the analytics analytics section of the uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you really. But uh, yep, Cat here. Hal, say what up. How's it going? That was, that was also take for the introduction. Yes, that was take for the introduction. We've had like a serious Wi-Fi issue. Uh, we're figuring it out right now. Dale, hell of a job. That's a great entrance. Way to start it off on the right foot. We also have Fever Boy Rex live from the pad uh, in San Diego on the roof. So if you hear a little bit of wind, that's what that's what that is. So uh, Fever Boy, how are you doing? Buddy? Hey boys, we're doing <laughs> good, boys. Beautiful day. Nice to have you back. It's been probably about 100 podcasts since you've been on last. <laughs> well, yeah, 127 to be exact, I think. I think the last one that you were on was Winegate back when the Olympics were going on. That's right. I think I picked uh, Belarus to go all the way that one, so I think that was my uh, finale. <laughs> well, How are we doing? Uh, we're doing good, dude. Fear Boy Rex, nice to have you back on. We've talked about you quite a bit. Uh, I'm not expecting a ton, but if you, if you have a little bit of something on a topic, just chip in, uh, biz dev, make sure you have the standings fired up, Hal, make sure you're ready to go. Uh, before we get in, sorry about not podcasting last week. The boys went out to Maine. I had a, uh, back to back with the Adirondack Thunder Sunday came around and I don't think the boys were in any position to even remotely comprehend doing a podcast. Uh, I talked to Hal throughout the course of the week. Hal pretty much said it took him about four or five days to really adjust to what had happened in that weekend. Uh, they they wore pink matching uh, hoodies with Gucci Mane's face in the state of Maine with the ice cream cone tattoo on his cheek. Uh, it was really good that everybody was reaching out. We had some people reach out to us from them just gallivanting in Maine and talking about the hockey podcast, so I appreciate that, guys. Do you guys have to want to share anything with us really quick, anything that happened or – or is this what happens in Maine stays in Maine? Yeah, dude. There's one thing. One thing I'll say. It was like my favorite moment. It was like it was probably like four o'clock on a Friday. On Friday, and like we had been there for like only a couple of hours, and we just wanted to have a beer before Dubsy got to the airport. 
and we just walked we just like by fate just walked to this like billiards hall that was like upstairs like they literally were unlocking the door as we walked up to it like lots of bud lights it was a beautiful view and i just played billiards like all weekend pretty much and i'm bad at it this is actually probably the best out of the group so you you like calling billiards billiards and not pool <laughs> i don't know dude no i got nervous i think if you call it a pool hall like i don't know if that's like disrespectful in today's world so i just call it billiards that's i think it's the same thing right Even a pc i respect that dale you pretty good at billiards or what I'm all right, dude. Um, yeah, th- that place was pretty sick, honestly. Ruhan kept saying, this is my favorite bar in the whole world. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I think Gal- can you guys Can you guys explain the whole New York City thing? That, who was saying, I'm from New York? Oh, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much every single conversation, either Eamon or Ruhan would mention that they're from New York, that they're visiting from New York, and that they lived in New York, even if people <laughs> didn't ask, so... So uh, it's good. It's good to let people know where you're from and uh, show that pride, I guess, right? That's like one of my favorite things to do. Is if I if I go traveling in any, really any town other than my hometown, I love just creating a story of like false identity. Like I do it probably <laughs> ten. Out of we're 10. pretenders, dude. Yeah, we're yeah, dude. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> anybody understands what type of pretender I am. It's like, yeah, just on on oh, that. Man. That goes way back. Like I remember one year me and you must went to like four or five different SUNY schools and you told everyone and there's going to there's the Wi-Fi I think Dale was just trying to tell you guys that I'm a fucking beauty and we, uh, we went to different SUNY schools so I kind of ended up working out pretty that well that was actually kind of cool that was like that was basically like Fate knew that that was going to have to be censored or like maybe Dale shouldn't have said that and it just did it for us you think that was God's plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, let's just end the news. Go, Jesus. I have one more question. Time. Here we go. Let's break it down. I thought this was an interesting stat. The Charging Buffalo tweets out, the last time the Buffalo Sabres have won a game in regulation in March was in 2018. Uh, I just kind of want to bring this up because a team that made a deadline deal for Wayne Simmons for a playoff push is now behind the New Jersey Devils in the standings. Buffalo just seem, can't get anything right other than their chicken wings and their, and their tailgate. So, uh, what do you have on this? It's a tough look for Buffalo. This kind of reminds me of that one stat that like Corey Schneider went a calendar year without winning a game. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe they're cursed. I don't. I don't really have a good answer for you. Two things I wanted to just point out, though. I feel like if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, it's not like you're like at the end of the day really in the pits, though. Like they have, like Darlene's gonna be unbelievable. And Jack Eichel's like a superstar. So you have two really, really, really good players. You just have to figure it out. But I don't know, maybe like fire your GM. I don't know how recently they've done that. But um, I don't think it's like super bleak there. Do you know what I mean? Like it sucks, but it's Buffalo. It's kind of the vibe there. It could be worse, right? It could be way worse. Like you kind of have those young pieces and it's just like fucking Bogosian and Poppinville population for the next 20 years. And that's what you're working with. But at least you have Jack Eichel who has a weird haircut and Dallin is pretty decent and um casey middle supposed to be like a top six forward was it reinhardt is that their current second line center first line center so 
They have some pieces there, but I think they need some goaltendings with defensemen, and they need to win a fucking game in March, dude. It's the odds of March. Yeah, two more things. One, I just thought of, wanted to bring up Carter Hutton from last season. Fuck him. Um, 31 games played this year. He's got 12 wins, 8.98 save percentage. I remember people really thought he was going to be like the answer there. Carter Hutton is a back. By people, you mean me. You're calling me out. So you can just say, Ked said Hutton was going to be good, and he's wrong. And I am wrong. And it's gotten to the point where if I needed a beer league goalie and Carter Hutton was around, I wouldn't even text him. Yeah, and I agree on that. My my other thing I wanted to bring up, just because, and I'll get to it later, the Bruins played the Lightning twice in the past, this past week, but Zach Bogosian looks sick as, like, a third-pair defenseman on the Lightning. I don't actually know if he's doing well. Like, his numbers are probably trash, and he's probably getting eaten alive. But, like, I don't know why Buffalo hated that guy so much. I think he kind of hated Buffalo. I don't really know what happened there, but it's kind of good to see him playing on, like, a team. You know what I mean? He's, like, the perfect I like, I like Bogosian. He's either Messina or Ogdensburg. The guy likes the party. He's upstate New York through and through. He's got some sick uh, tattoos. I might might be making this up, but I think one of them is, like, a fire flame on his arm. Again, that could be made up, but, like, I've always been a big Bogosian guy. He's somebody I would never fuck with ever in my life. So that's good to see that he went to Tampa Bay, and he's got a little electricity to him, hence the lightning name, one for one. I think Fever Boy Rex has something to say. I have a question. Okay. What is Zach Bogosian's Ponderosa order? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, a chuck steak and, uh, and a Miller Lite, probably. That's well, a good I think whatever it is, everyone knows if you're getting a good plate of Ponderosa, it starts with a with a layer layer of mashed potatoes. You gotta have a good base. <laughs> yeah. so, just a couple of potatoes. Do they serve beers at the Ponderosa? I don't remember that part because I, I don't think I've ever been there as like an adult, which is kind of a miss on my end. I think so too, but it's also kind of makes sense because when you're a kid, like people still smoke cigarettes inside restaurants. Like that's what I remember smelling yeah. like cigarettes and mashed potatoes and like really bad steak. And like a green carpet. <laughs> Ponder. All right, moving on. Here we go. Superboy uh, Rex's girlfriend actually wanted us to talk about this. Philadelphia Flyers, dude, are they a wagon or not? They've won nine games in a row. Carter Hart is now 20. Two and two at home, posting a 944 save percentage in those games. Seems like they found the goalie of the future. Uh, they played the Rangers, <coughs> I think it was last week. They beat them twice. They seem like a really deep team. Um, when you have studs like Drew and Voracek and Couturier, now you're adding like a Kevin Hayes, a Konechny, JVR. Uh, I guess my issue with them would be their defense. Like, I know that they have Provorov, but other than that, I don't really know what type of studs they have on the blue line, but it seems like their goalie's playing really well. I, uh, I'm i more of a believer in this Flyers team than I have been in the years past, even when they made the playoffs. I feel like this team, like, I mean, Drew, Drew could just go pointless in a series and they could still find a way to win. But what, what do you guys have on the Philly Flyers? I think this is just classic AV getting a veteran team and, like, really just working in a system, and, and it's just kind of working out. Yeah, dude, yeah. I don't know. The one thing I would the only thing I would say on the D is I think their D are just young. Like I, I I don't think they're household names yet, but I think they have a pretty good set of D back there. Like they're all under like twenty five, I'm pretty sure though. Like you mentioned Provorov. They have Sandheim's a good defenseman. Okay. Uh, Philip Myers was like the I think he was like undrafted or he was like a fifth round pick and he like played for World Juniors in Canada. Oh Robert uh, Robert Hag. Yeah, Robert Hag. And they still have ghosts there. So they have a bunch of young D that are pretty good. Um 
I don't know. At the same time, it's the Philadelphia Flyers. So, like, are you really going to, like, count them in? Like, we've seen them we see them crumble like a thousand times. I think, I I think they could be, beat the Capitals. Like if that's really what they have to do in the playoffs to like get to like the conference finals, I think they could beat the Capitals in a seven game series. Yeah, I mean that's just the Flyers aren't a team I would want to play in a seven game series. That's all I'm trying to say. Like even if even if you end up beating them, like three of your guys are gonna get hurt. Yeah, I don't know if you saw. Did you see? You definitely saw it on the Rangers game. There was that one video, and I think it was like Lemieux was like yelling at their bench. And there was, like, three guys on the Flyers bench screaming back at him. Konechny was just, like, going nuts, dude. Um, one, I'm sure you guys are pumped because Lemieux literally had Konechny, like, ready to explode on the bench. like. But at the same time, I kind of love that, right? I love that most of their, like, best players are willing to just, like... Fucking talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, I think Feverboy and I, Rex and I have talked about this. Like, I can't stand Kevin Hayes. I just... I can't. And, like, the whole Barstool saying he's, like, the best hockey player in the world just really just poking the fire. And it's like, I I can't stand him, dude. He, he partied too hard with Justin Timber, Timberlake and whoever else lived in his fucking New York City condo. And now he goes over to Philadelphia and everybody thinks he's doing sick when in reality he only has, like, 43 points this year. Yo, can you look that up, how many points Kevin Hayes has this year? Uh, and it's, I don't know, it's just classic Kevin Hayes. And then he scores against the Rangers and shit. Fever Boy, what do you have on that? Well, that's the thing. He he shows up against the Rangers and looks like an all star, but compared like to his current stats, I don't think he's having like a real crazy year in terms of points. But he looks obviously fantastic against the the Rangers, so it makes us look kind of kind of stupid there. But okay, um, I, I don't. What are his stats like? Whoa, dude! Well, he put his hand. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here. I to was try getting to, to my point. All right, get your point. Get your point. Get your point. Get really quick, dude. Like, you got to remember, like, who came up with the name for this podcast, dude? Shut the fuck up, Hal. Thank you, Hal. About time. (laughs) What I was trying to get at is I think the Flyers have a good team. And they have, they have, they're obviously going to make the playoffs, but I don't see them going uh, past round one. I think they're going to crumble. I just don't think they have the experience. Before Dale tells the Kevin Hayes stat line, Fever Boy, what's a team that you think the Flyers would struggle with in a seven-game series? Well, I think the Caps. I think the Capitals, obviously number one, and then who are they? The Islanders. I just don't. I don't. I'm not really big on the Flyers, and that's not me just being a Rangers fan. I just don't see them going deep. I think they have the goaltending. I think they finally found their their guy, but um, in terms of their defense and just forwards i just don't think they have it okay. if, the play, if the playoffs start today they're playing pit which will be a great oh it's a six series i love that that's how you open up the nhl playoffs that would be a great series so the pride oh, Giroux crosby hell yeah pride of dorchester has 23 goals 18 assists for 41 points in 68 games played Dude, he has 41 points he's making like seven million a year isn't he didn't he sign a huge fucking sheet in philly yeah, I think yeah. we don't need to have 41 points in like 18 games. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like I'm not saying that that's not really a bad season, but that's just kind of what Kevin Hayes is like a 40 right. point guy. Like he used to maybe like good for like two like shorthanded goals. Like I don't know, he's a good player. I like him, but play 200 feet. Yeah, but at the same time, I get what you're saying with the hype. Like 
getting annoying, but sorry, dude, I digress. It's okay. I'm bringing Well, now I'm going to bring up one of your favorite uh, things to talk about on the podcast ever is the Ottawa Senators. Uh, <laughs> there was some drama. Eugene Melnick fired uh, this guy. His last name's Little. Uh, this is according to Elliot Friedman. Little yelled at Eugene Melnick for about 10 minutes and at one point said the best thing that could happen to the Ottawa Senators is if you disappeared for 12 months. And then uh, Eugene Melnick pulled the I'm the boss card and kicked him to the curb. I mean, it's been a while since we had Melnick in the news. Hal, what do you got? Yeah, dude, I'm going to I'm gonna ride with Eugene Melnick on this one again. I, I heard a lot. So originally what came – the issue with this is what the Ottawa Senators did at first was they came out with, like, this huge statement acting like this dude did something, like, absolutely heinous. Or, like, so racist that, or, like, something like Montgomery or some shit, right? Or the Me Too coaching movement at the beginning of the year. Right. So everyone's like, oh, Jesus. And then it turns out, like, even Gary Bettman's like, no, it wasn't that bad, like – they got into a fight, but this, so like, I understand why people are mad that they kind of made it like an extreme, but my whole thing on this is everyone knows Eugene Melnick's a proud guy. Like at the end of the day, if any of us sitting here on the podcast walked into the CEO of our company's um, office and we're just like, fuck you. Like if you didn't run this company for 12 months, like we would go to the top, like we would be fired. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, holy shit. Like at the end Good of the day, story, dude. Like, maybe you can, like, I think if you're this guy, you can toss in, like, a fuck off, Eugene, and, like, get away with it. But, like, once you start dropping stat lines and, like, projected figures, like, take a hike. You can't drop a projected figure on Eugene while <laughs> get away with it, dude. Like, that's just, that's just a fact. What do you think, dude? I mean, this is the most non-story thing ever. If you walk in your boss's office and you tell him he's a fucking idiot and that if he left for a year, it'd be better without him, like, you're going to get fired. I feel like that's not that hard to comprehend, but I think you're also right because I I feel like the Ottawa Senators were like a little worried about like oh Jesus Eugene fired this guy because he said fuck off like we should probably make it look like this guy was a big bad like wolf. And it's like nah, I just pretty much told him to fuck off. You know what I'm saying? So let's um, see Ottawa Senators back in the mix. Uh, Rexy, Dale, anything? Um, I just, yeah, I just thought that it was pretty funny that people are like making coronavirus memes, like, like stay away from, uh, go to the senators thing <laughs> because there's nobody in like stay away from crowded places. Like go to the senators game. Oh, okay. I like that way. Tie that back Dale. I didn't see that, uh, this week. I did think that was funny. I didn't know if we should post it cause I didn't want, I didn't know if people are gonna be like super sensitive about it, but funny. That is funny. Uh, moving on to a player that we all, can all appreciate and how that we've all respected throughout the course of his career, Johnny Boychuk. Wow, Johnny Boychuk, Johnny Rockets. Uh, he's never taken a wrist shot in his life. Uh, he got in a really scary incident the other night where he got a skate to the face and needed 90 stitches. The best part about this is his first tweet since then. He said, thank you to everyone for the positive messages and thoughts. I am extremely grateful. Please know they did not go unheard. Luckily for me, the skate only cut my eyelids. Sorry for the late response. Facial recognition wasn't working. Thank you again, my friends, Johnny B. So, so that little uh, little humor directed at himself, facial recognition, probably because his face is fucked up. But shout out Johnny Boy Chuck. Glad that he's okay. But 90 stitches, that's insane. He's going to look like Scar from The Lion King. Is that how much? Is 90 stitches really that much? Is that. Yeah. Dude, like, no, like eight stitches is like a decent cut on like your arm. Like ninety is like his whole face. It's like your zip tied. And it, and it's on his eyelid. Can you imagine how fucking painful that was? No. So what do you? So can he sleep at night? Like, can you close your eye? If they stitch up your eyelid, how do you close it? I think that they said that they purposely like 
made sure his eyes was shut for like a certain amount of time. When I when I got the scar on my eye for the Peter Pan thing, like any sort of trauma uh, to the eye area, I mean you're you're probably gonna. I think my eye was swollen shut for like three or four days, so yeah. I'm I'm assuming it is like that. Uh, was that a San Diego siren? If I heard one. Yeah, that was. That was Dude, even their sirens hit, and you know what I mean. Their like, sirens. If that was, just, like the, like, if yeah, that was the middle girl fire department, it wouldn't have sounded like that. No, it would have sounded way fucking more cigarette-y. And just, <laughs> you know. But uh, what do you have on Johnny Boychuk, dude? Very scary. Glad he's okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it, dude. I um, I guess, like, a lot of reporters are just writing about how good of a guy he was to cover when that happened or whatever. So, I don't know. He makes jokes. He's a lighthearted guy. I'm pretty sure. I always forget the beer. I think it was, like, my two favorite things about Johnny Boychuk are um, – and the Stanley, the Bruins Stanley Cup celebration, like when they like had like a hundred thousand dollar bill or whatever like that, and at the very bottom of it, it was like ten Budweisers and like ten Michelob Ultras, and those were all Johnny Boychuk, and everyone else was drinking like champagne and shit. That was my first, and then my second is if if you're someone like me and if you like to Fever Boy Rex knows what I'm talking about. If you like after drinking a couple of beers to like watch some like hockey highlights um, at like two o'clock in the morning. Johnny Boychuk 2013 uh, Stanley Cup run highlights is like one of my favorite all time highlight clips out there. So that's it. I hope he I hope he's all right. And at the same time, how crazy is it to cut your eyelid open but your eye to be okay? Wild. I don't know how that I don't know how something like that happens. I I did see something that Milan Lucic reached out to him and he responded like it's okay. I'm Jap- I'm Captain Jack Sparrow now or something yeah. along those lines. It just seems like he's funny about it. Dale Rexy anything. I just have I have a question for Hal. <laughs> Hal, do you, can you name? Can you, speaking of like top videos to watch when you're kind of drunk and watch, just searching through YouTube at two in the morning, do you remember the one video that <laughs> we love watching? And it has to do with Lucic. Uh, yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the fight, the game after Lucic buried Ryan Miller, and then. The Bruins were in Buffalo, and Paul oh, instead no. had to draw onto the ice <laughs> to challenge Milan Lucic to a fight. Well, the funniest What's that? Who fought him? Paul Gostad. Gostad. Oh, Lucic. Lucic is at. <laughs> Lucic is at the, the uh, the circle before the puck drop, just waiting for someone to come out, and sure enough. Paul Gostad comes on the ice and skates right up to him. And that just gets worked. It was so funny. A, I love that video. Chuckle, like, oh, this is who you're sending out? This is funny. <laughs> yeah. I might watch that tomorrow before work. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this one could be quick. The NHL will start using a new puck in the playoffs and moving forward. It's part of the upcoming uh, digital broadcasting editions. There are six subtle inserts to track the puck data. Players will wear white tacks to track speed and plenty of other data that will be available to the viewers. So they're going to start doing this in the playoffs. I don't like this just because they've never used it before. And how are they sure, like, shit isn't going to fucking go and hit the fan? Dale, what do you got? I got a lot on this one, honestly. I think it's a, I think it's a cool move. I think it's going to be interesting analytics-wise and just entertainment-wise. Um, you wrote a blog all about, like, oh, you know, we're just going to test it on the first game of the playoffs. That's factor to, to call your bluff there. The league has installed the system in 26 arenas and has a timeline for installing the rest. They've tested 
the system for a period in nine games since February 6th and scheduled to test it for a period in 11 more games this month. Um, it's been tested by third parties. It's, um, it's been compared with the regular puck being taken 100 mile an hour slap shots. It even withstood 170 mile hour per, uh, 170 mile per hour shot to the crossbar where there was no damage to the puck. Now, I don't that's know who he's actually shooting. Super puck, dude. If you if you shoot a regular puck 170 miles an hour, that thing's breaking in half. I broke a puck in half one time. I don't shoot anywhere near that hard. No one shoots 170 miles an hour, but I digress. It seems like they've thoroughly tested it. I think it's cool. It sounds like the long-term goal for the league is to implement some sort of system where maybe if you have a like a supreme or a premium subscription, you can get more analytics, which I like. Um, you might and then just, here. Here. and then I know I'm kind of really going off on a tangent here, but I there's a moment from this um, this new documentary where Wayne Gretzky's in there. It's kind of all about what makes the greats greats, and it talks about how Gretzky used to watch games and he would take a blank piece of paper and draw out an outline of the rink and just with his pen while he's watching the game like trace where the puck was, and he said it helped him a lot, like just understanding the dynamic and, you know, what areas of the ice the puck was in more. So I think this is, you know, just kind of like that. And the only thing, that's a great point, dude. Like, that's, to see it, dude. no, that's a good point because you have like right there, Wayne Gretzky, the best hockey player of all time. Like how many yeah. other players do you think back then were drawing lines of where the puck went? And this guy saw the ice better than probably anybody. Right. I mean, yeah. he, if you take away his goals, he still leads the NHL in record for points with just assists. So it's not, this guy knew what the fuck he was doing. So I think, I mean, this could this could really change the game, honestly. Like, if, if these teams are going to start using shit like this, uh, I think you need to get a subscription because you are in our analytics section. And uh, that's what I have. Hal, do you have anything on the new puck, dude? Like, I think this is better than the glow puck. I was concerned that they didn't test enough and they're just pulling it out for the playoffs, but it sounds like they did test it a little bit, so. I mean, but how, how do you know they tested it, like? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's on. They, Gary Bettman, they, Gary, they could have been like, Gary, like, how do you know this is going to work? He'd be like, oh, like, we did it nine times. No one noticed. Don't worry about it. Like, how There's do you know that? in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The only negative quote I saw, I think Sidney Crosby said, like, the edge of the puck feels different or something like that. I don't know if that makes a difence. But if Sidney Crosby thinks there's a difference in the puck, then there's definitely a difference in the puck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Sidney Crosby starts struggling to, like, handle the puck, like, the whole team's going to struggle to handle the puck. I don't know. As long as there's no issues, I'm fine with it. But it just kind of like why the playoffs, dude? That's my thing. Why not just wait until next year? Yeah, and you can unveil it at the beginning of the year, get some hype. Like there's already hype behind the playoffs. Like I don't know, maybe market it over the summer and they can beat it into our head all summer long. You know? Or they're just gonna beat it into our head all playoffs long. Yeah, but I don't want that. I don't want that to be a storyline. Um, I don't think it will be. I think this is honestly be all for naught, but. I'm whatever on it. I and, and really quick, I actually I looked it up because I, I was wondering if any pucks have ever broken in the playoffs before. And there was one game in Pittsburgh. I think Chris Letang broke a puck in half, and they had to like blow it dead. So it has happened before. Went off the skate. What? Went off his skate. I watched the video. Atta boy. Uh, Atta boy. Uh, Rex, do anything with the pucks? He's good with the pucks. All right, moving on. Uh, this one, this video kind of took the internet by storm. Uh, a hockey, an adult, no. An adult hockey coach for a youth hockey organization ended up fighting a ref. Uh, he slammed the bench door. The ref came over to kick him out. From there, he gets on the ice. 
and he kind of approaches the ref, and I think the ref kind of stood up for himself and shoved him, shoved him right over onto the ice. And this this is where it all kind of goes finicky. Essentially, the dad and the and the ref square up like it's a legitimate NHL hockey fight. It's a tough look for everybody. I think this is on the dad more than it is on the ref because the dad or the coach shouldn't have put him in this uh, put himself in a position to get fucking bowled over by a referee. And then if you are bowled over by a referee, you can't just take that because then if your kid's on that team, like your kid's just gonna learn how to just get knocked over and never stand up for himself. So he, really bad situation. Shout out to the one kid who was tapping a stick on the ice like he's in the show and there was just a stick fight. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, how what do you have on it? Yeah, I think this just proves dude, at the end of the day, people people from Massachusetts love to fight. Like bottom line, if you want to talk about like testosterone and people like looking to fight and punch someone else in the face when they're thirty five years old, look no further than like a Massachusetts Pee Wee hockey game. Like, I don't know. I understand like as a ref, like, do you really want to do that? And I don't blame them for having ref issues. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a shortage of refs in Massachusetts, but it's because you have to deal with, like, some dude who just watched Sean Thorne's highlight tape last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, like me and Dan, and he's upset the way the game's going because he just wants to take the peewees to state. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. It's just kind of – it's comical <laughs> stuff, but, I like, they both kind of are to blame. Like, someone's got to walk away. I think, I think if you really point fingers, like – the dad put himself in that position, like you said, like, right at the end of the day, like if that doesn't happen, like that doesn't happen because like you put yourself there. Yeah. And like, we've been in positions before when we were younger and like really drunk at beer league games where we kind of like belittle a referee. And then the moment we got kicked out, we'd say a couple things, but I mean, I've never like tried to beat up a ref. Eamon pretended to one time, but he just skated to center ice and pulled down his pants and pretended to take a shit. That's a true story. Uh, but I, I don't know. Fever boy Rex. Anything on anything on this fight? I know that we talked about it a little before the podcast started. Okay, I don't think he has anything, so we can't hear him, and he might be muted. Well, another thing, dude. I just wanted to throw this out there. I don't know if Dale has a take. It happened at Bog Ice Arena. I don't. I just sounds like a great rink to me, right? Like Bog Ice Arena probably has a snack bar, and it probably has a pretty good skate sharpener too. What kind of they have there? Like they have like they have one of those pro shops where they don't like sell like new equipment. They sell old equipment, but they have a very nice sharpener in the back. The guy might be the Zamboni driver or the janitor as well. He's kind of like a jack of all trades. You know what I'm saying? Swiss Army Swiss Army knife. Of the yeah, some better way. Yeah. Of the youth hockey circuit. Sorry, I was on mute there. But uh, what is like what happens like next? Like this guy just <laughs> this guy just. Beats up a ref and then he and then he goes home and, and eats dinner and wakes up the next day. It's like, what is going on? I yeah, don't. I don't. That's what this guy went home. This What's guy went going home. Through his head? He went home and shared this video on his Facebook wall. Everybody was gonna think that he was sick. And he wakes up the next morning to just millions of people being like, "You're an asshole." And then he deleted his Facebook, and that's where that guy's at. He grabbed the ref's jersey like it was like he was pumping someone and then he just fed him uppercuts it was just an incredible video and i honestly i honestly wish that stuff happened more often but uh kudos to that kudos to that guy that was just an all-time moment entertainment wise like 
I think that that really stirred the pot on a Sunday in terms of like, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. People were talking about it. So, <laughs> you imagine him like going to work on Monday and someone asking him how his weekend was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend, Larry? Oh, uh, just, just went to my kid's game and just absolutely. The ref pushing him over was laughing. <laughs> funny because when that guy hit the ice you everybody all of our boys were like that guy's gonna get up and like, without a doubt. oh man um but okay so that was that one moving on uh this one quick nashville's rome the oc is fined five grand the maximum allow under the cba for cross-checking dallas is Corey perry did you guys see this no there was a net front play i think Perry sticked him, but like Yossi turns around, locates the target, and then just cross checks him right in the head. I can't believe he didn't get suspended. This is George Peros needs to figure this shit out, dude, because it's like you're trying to get rid of headshots, you're trying to get rid of shit like this, and like Yossi turned around for a second, recognized it was Perry, and his head was like, I'm gonna cross check this guy in the face, and that's exactly what he did. So, uh, leading by example. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't think. I think you're right. I think George Perro sometimes just, like, looks at his phone. He's got, like, a call from the office being, like, someone just cross-checks someone in the head, and he's just, like, he just ignores it. You know what I mean? Puts I feel like he has an app on his phone where it's, like, Wheel of Fortune, and he just clicks it, and whatever it lands on, like, that's the discipline that they get. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because Roman Yossi's, like, a first-timer. I don't know if it's because it's Corey Perry, and he's like, eh. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it, so I can't really comment on it, kid. I just want to point that out. Well, he got him good. Dale's back, so we need Dale for this one because I need some standings updates. But uh, there are some Islanders, Hurricanes drama. As a Rangers fan, you needed one of them to win and not go to overtime. Of course, went to overtime. Uh, Sveshnikov ended up scoring. I, I don't know if I saw this. It was, like, clearly a high stick. Like, the, the puck was above the net. He bats it down to himself, scores. NHL Situation Room email states Svechnikov's stick was above the crossbar but below his shoulders. Once puck hit the post and bounced out, it was a legal play. Stick above the bar only stops play if puck goes directly in. That's a rule that I always just thought if it's a high stick, you blow it dead, but apparently it's not. A lot of really pissed off Islanders fans on this one. Did you guys get to see this one at all? Yeah, I don't. I mean, from your perspective, I'm more curious on your perspective, like, Isles Kane drama. This actually kind of hurts the Rangers a ton, too, no? No, it does. It was the fucking worst thing ever. I took a nap, and I woke up, and they, they were in overtime. That's tough, dude. It's not It's not good. Do you have the standings updated, Dale? I do. That's here. Um, do you want me to just read them off? The Rangers, Rangers are three games behind with 76. Um, Hurricanes have 79. Along with the Blue Jackets and Islanders, uh, currently in the wild card are the Islanders and Blue Jackets. So, how, what are the game played like? So, the, the Hurricanes, Islanders, and the Blue Jackets all have seventy nine points. The Rangers have seventy six points. How many games left for each of these teams? Um, quick, quick math: eighty game season, thirteen 80, games, game season. Wow, fifteen games left for the Islanders and Hurricanes. Um. 13 games left for the Blue Jackets and 14 games left for the Rangers. Okay, so it's still tight. It's a, We're not eliminated yet, but that was just a wild thing. It's going to be crazy if one of these teams squeaks in and one doesn't because of a play like this. Hal, you had your hand up? Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say is, like, I'm not surprised by the rule, though. Like, I don't 
there are so many rules that I just didn't know existed, and then they happen in a weird game. And, but it's like now I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't really think you can get that that mad like that. You didn't know this rule existed. It kind of makes sense, dude. Right? Like, whenever something touches something else, like it kind of like negates a high stick. Like if you're in play, if the other team touches it, do you know what I mean? It's physics, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'll just leave it at that. AP AP physics. AP physics. I was in AP physics, AP physics for one class, and then I was like, I do not belong here. Dropped right down to the regular physics. I think I ended up with a 75, so I don't <laughs> know if I was there to begin with. Uh, last thing, NHL news. It's not even NHL news. I just want to bring this up. ACHA hockey, Iowa State-Lindenwood game ends in a fifth overtime. Linden, Lindenwood won 5-4. to four. I just want to add, what's the longest hockey game you guys have ever played in? Because I've never played in a five-overtime game. Yeah, I don't think I've been anywhere close to that either. Maybe double overtime? Probably not even double overtime. I think I think it's just been overtime because I don't even think in the ACHA. I didn't even know in the ACHA. Was it like a national championship or I'm, like tournament? I'm, I'm assuming it was probably like the tournament because it's getting later in the year. So, yeah, they yeah. go to five overtimes. Because I think they usually just do overtime and then shootout. I think that would probably be the longest game I've been a part of. Yeah. Same against Maris, but five overtimes, like... That's I, wild. I don't even know what I would do on the bench, because, like, I'm a fourth liner. I probably only really had played, like, fucking four minutes. Wait, <laughs> so... Like, pickle, dude. No, I feel yeah, like so, those are the games where, like, you remember, like, when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup the last time, Kimo Timonen would get, like, six minutes a game, and it was always in, like, double overtime. Like, I feel like you'd be getting some big... Like, that'd be Ked's biggest moment to shine. They'd, like, be like, Ked's got four minutes on his legs... Like, let's give him a chance. And how do you think, if you got that chance, double overtime, how do you think your shit would go, dude? I'm just trying not to get scored on. <laughs> Maybe try to draw a penalty. Like, there's zero offense creativity going on at all. If I get the puck and I get in the blue line, I'm dumping it in soft. Tip. Like, five-foot rule. I, I'm in and off the ice. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's weird, like, how my mindset's changed dramatically from like real hockey to beer league hockey because beer league hockey all i am is offense 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 but like with regular <laughs> hockey i was never ever like that ever and it's so nerve-wracking in overtime yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you do not want to mess up i actually have you guys ever been a, a part of like a shootout i've never i've never I mean, gotten I, the I, nod i, I do you think I got the fucking nod, dude? I never got <laughs> the nod. But like we were, we beat Marist in a shootout for the '87 Cup one year, and that was pr- that was pretty Ooh. sick. Our I'm captain, pretty our captain yeah. scored. We jumped on him, and he got a concussion. <laughs> I know this That's is ACHA. Weird, I'm pretty sure Ked nominates himself every time Navy Molson has a shootout. <laughs> so you have been in a shootout. That's what, all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, in beer league. But what's my shootout move? Do you guys all Dan know? Dan is probably sitting at the end of the bench. Leg here. kick. You're like, Ked, rat. Let's no go. leg kick. No leg kick. No what's, leg kick? What's my Come shootout? Come on. Five hole. Yep, Marion Gabrick, dude. Fucking middle of the <laughs> slot. Oh, five hole. Around the world. Around the world, five hole. That'll wake Dale. Dale knows it. Dale. Uh, Julian Gauthier went around the world the other day for no reason, skating up the ice. Thought it was fucking sick. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, speaking real, of Julian Gauthier, we're going to get into our range. Oh, wait, Dale, you have another thing? Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, you added ACHA to NHL in the news. So I just want to point out congrats to Matomidi High School. This guy, this team, uh, there's just a really great video out of um, – this guy scoring the game-winning goal in overtime in the Minnesota High School Hockey Championships. It's Sunday night, boys. What are you doing? What's your What's your outfit tomorrow like? What like how pumped do you think this kid is? Scores in overtime, 
for his team in, at that XL Energy Center. Fucking 18,000 like people, people. You're 17 years old. You're a senior in high school. You're going to school tomorrow morning. Like, like, what do you think this kid is doing right now? <laughs> Flexing, dude. dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. It's cra- 18,000 people. Like, everybody's going to know who you are, which is sick. Yeah, like, how many girls texted you, you think? Kids got to be wheeling and dealing. And you brought up high school hockey. Just want to give a quick shout-out. Saratoga lost to Bethlehem in the Section 2 final. I guess there was a controversial non-icing call. They pulled their goalie with five minutes left, had 15 shots on goal. But uh, Bethlehem actually ended up just beating uh, Suffern in overtime at Union College. I think it was last night or the night before in a one nothing game, which is crazy. one nothing in overtime. So uh, Bethlehem's going to the state tourney over in Buffalo. Uh, shout out to that. Anything else, guys? Why did they move it to Buffalo? Why is it not at the odd anymore? Uh, you know, it sucks, right? Because traditionally the odd's sick. You go there, it's, I mean, that's what it is. But I really think, like, 30 years from now after playing in Buffalo all these years, I think it's going to have the same, if not more, meaning than the odd does. Just yeah. because, dude, they have a sick rink out there. And, like, Buffalo loves hockey. I think in terms of, like, ever even remotely getting a New York State hockey tournament to be as big as Minnesota, like, Buffalo would be the place that you'd want to have it. Fair. Fair. <clears throat> All right, Rangers talk. Here we go. Really quick, Mika Zibanejad's most underrated player in the National Hockey League. Uh, he has, I think, 11 goals in his last 12 games. Since coming back from his injury earlier this year, there's not a player in the NHL who has scored more goals. He put up five the other night against the Capitals. It's probably the best performance I've ever seen by a New York Ranger other than, like, all the games that Hendrick Monkles used to steal. Uh, Jeff Gorton just got extended. I'm pumped about this. He's done a great job as a GM of the Rangers. I think Hal can agree with that as much as he hates the Rangers. Uh, Gorton's been – he's been incredible. He's really – he's – this rebuild, you look at teams like Buffalo <coughs> – um, well, I mean, Buffalo, Florida, like uh, Arizona, like you look at all these teams that have like tried doing this rebuild and it's taken them forever. And now the Rangers potentially can make the playoffs this year, which would be sick. Uh, I was on a serious high going into last night and then they fucking lost to the Devils. Nobody showed up. David Quinn said that you need to have want. That's a characteristic that you need to have on the team. Nobody wanted it. Igor came back, but he got, I mean, he kind of got shelled. I don't think it was entirely his fault, but he didn't really make any of those big saves you need a goalie to make. Um, before the game against the Capitals, Panarin traded a stick for a dog toy to give to his puppy that he has an Instagram for. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, like, you see all these, like, tic-tac-toe things and, like, changing or trading Skittles or Thin Mints for a puck or whatever. What do you have on this? I don't know, dude. I feel like, I feel like you probably, I don't really care because I don't really see it. I feel like unless you, like, the NHL obviously tweets it out and then it gets, it gets thrown all over Twitter. But, like, during the game, it happens for, like, three seconds. So I don't care that much. It's kind of like, I don't know. I saw that because I, I was just thinking while you were saying that I saw uh, Pedersen got like Skittles yeah, or something yeah. like that. And people were really jacked up about that, too. I mean, it's cool, I guess, like if you're a kid. But like Pedersen looks like a Skittles guy. Yeah, he does. But that's like Marshawn Lynch's thing at the same time. Can you imagine if someone just threw you like a tin of like Copenhagen, like Southern blend, like stick for a tin? <laughs> Or, like, a stick maybe, for... Maybe I'll have somebody come to my next beer league game and, like, we'll record a video and I'll do that. I think it'd probably go viral, dude. Ken, like, you should do throw, throw me a tin and a jewel pod. Ken, you should... <laughs> Ken, you should... When you go to the Rangers game later this year, you should go with, like, a with like a loaded jewel and, like, ask Anthony D'Angelo to create a stick for a jewel. That'd be fucking sick, dude. And I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to mention this. I got tickets to the last game of the year. Uh, Rangers-Blackhawks, 1 o'clock matinee. 
love matinees but hate matinees. Uh, I think it's a really, really cool game to go to. One, because, I mean, we're in the playoff hunt, so realistically, this game could really matter. And if it doesn't matter, there's a good chance that this is the last game that Hendrick Lovequist plays for the New York Rangers. So I think that was a no-brainer. I'm pumped about that. Uh, while we have Fever Boy Rex on, do you just want to talk about the Rangers? you want to talk rags for a minute or two? Or are you good? Or what? Do, what do, what's going on? <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's interesting you're going to the last game of the year because I my first Ranger game, was 2010 2011 and it <laughs> was the last game of the year game i'm gonna fucking freak out no but we were playing the devils and it was like the game where we had to win to get into the playoffs and like if it was a sick atmosphere like they and i think one of the other teams had to lose or something so like they were posting the score during the game and it was really dope so if that comes down to the wire like that that'll be a sick game to be at but um no, the Rangers in general, it's it's been an interesting season. I think, I think you know what is really good about it. The, the season has been it's just, they're just fun to watch. Like regardless of the you know the losses, and you know we we lose a lot of games that we really should win. But um, it, you really are seeing the younger guys just develop before your eyes. And as a fan, that's really all we could really ask for. So um, it's crazy to think that we could potentially be in the playoffs or make the playoffs, but you have to win these games, especially within your division. That's just been so tough. Those two losses to Philly and then with, uh, you know, um, who we play yesterday, the Devils. Uh, the Devils. That was just a tough loss. But, you know, I mean, it's crazy to think, like, Zabinijad, how many points does he have? And he's only played however many games. Like, do you think he would have more points than Panarin if he played a full season? I don't know if he had more points than Panarin, but he'd definitely have a 40-goal season. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, I think they're headed in the right direction. I think every move they made has been, like, calculated. And I think they're re- Gordon's done a fantastic job with the rebuild on the fly. And I'm definitely excited for the next couple of yeah. years. I think I think, I think, think next year we'll really make a push. Um, I don't think this, this will be our year, obviously. But um, definitely exciting things to come. So, you mentioned Zabinijay. I just want to read this really quick. So, most players on the Rangers have anywhere between 66 to 68 games played. They played most of them. Zabinajad has 55 games played because he was hurt earlier this year. Uh, Panarin leads the team with 93 points with five and seven. 12 less games played. Zabinajad has 72 points. So in 55 games, he has 39 goals, 33 assists for 72 points, which for a player who's matched up against top defensive pair, he plays on the kill, he plays on the power play, he plays all situations. He... What a trade. Looking back on that, that was I remember back, it was like McDonough Gomez. And like at the time, you're like, there's no way the Rangers will ever have a better trade than this. But like Zibanejad for Broussard, that's that's pretty and close. That game he had five goals. Broussard has 10 total this year. And I'll be honest, I was the first one to really shoot that trade down when it happened. Because that was when Broussard was like really taken off and nasty for us. Big game brass. And when that when that happened, I was like, who who is this Zibanejad guy? But man, was I wrong. Yeah. It was funny going back and looking at the tweet and seeing they they came out with the video Tony D'Angelo reading all the mean tweets regarding that trade to like Zibanejad and stuff. So I saw that. I thought it was funny. By the way, one guy that said Tony a punchable face and Tony's like, you have a punchable face. <laughs> Tony on the mic. That series is hilarious. They got to do more of those videos. Oh, and then one last thing. Did you see that the Rangers have a chief fan officer now? I saw that last night. I didn't. Yeah, is that the guy who won or how does? Is yeah, they were doing that. The yeah. guy, he kind of looks like an older, chubbier Charlie from Always Sunny. Like, he ended yeah. up he ended up winning it. Uh, there was one person that I know that was, like, 
involved with it. I'm like kind of happy they didn't get it, but I don't know. I kind of like this guy. This guy's getting a ton of hate from like Twitter people. I think just because they're jealous and shit. But I don't even know what that entails. But it'd be pretty cool. There's no way that they would have picked me because all of my Mark Stahl tweets, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but that's what we have for the Rangers. Moving on to the Bruins, Hal. What do we got? Uh not a lot. That was pretty positive with the Rangers. I think I like I like having Fever Boy Rex on the podcast because I feel. I feel like he humbles Ket a little bit at the same time. I like that. <laughs> the only thing I just want to touch on with the Rangers is you got to stop jabbing me with this Tony D'Angelo is the 77. I don't wow. think it's disrespectful that he wears 77. I think there have been plenty of great 77s. Ray Bork was not the only great player to wear 77. But I just don't think he's there yet. No, and I totally get it. But, like, you just said you don't think Ray Bork is the best 77. All right, what did you say? What did you just say about Ray Bork? Ray Bork's not the only great 77. Right. You should should be saying Tony D'Angelo isn't the only great 77. He's not, but that's what I'm saying, dude. And I don't really have the energy to fight with you right now. I have pretty low energy. It's Sunday at (laughs) 10 o'clock at night, dude. It was Daylight Savings. Shout out to Daylight Savings because I was talking to Ked about that all yesterday. I was so scared for Daylight Savings. And, like, it affected me in a big way, and, like, I missed sleep. And then today I checked my phone, and and, uh, and Fever Boy Rex and DJ Zumi were like, I think I think uh, Daylight Savings is tonight. And I was like, dude, it happened already. I was thinking about <laughs> myself. That was insane. They didn't know Daylight Savings happened until about 4 o'clock Eastern time. I was so excited for it to be tonight, too. I was like, oh, it'll be, make my Sunday so much better. Because <laughs> what, we – gained an no, hour? No, it makes it worse, dude. You lose an hour. Oh, sh- well, at least we already got it over with. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was huge. So, actually, <laughs> ignorance is kind of bliss. Like, that actually worked out for them. Yeah. Man. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bruins, dude, I don't have a lot. I'm not going to bore everyone with Bruins talk. Uh, they played the Lightning twice this week. They went one and one. I don't know how much you guys saw. But the games are fun. I mean, this is slowly becoming one of the better NHL rivalries that there is, right? You have the Sharks and the Knights. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, and Boston, Tampa, I would think. Yeah, I guess. And, and hopefully, if everything goes right, they'll play each other in the second round. Uh, it's kind of what it looks like it will be. Uh, I don't know. I, Tampa really pisses me off, so it's hard for me to like speak objectively about them. They're a very good hockey team. I thought the Bruins, out of the last two games, probably outplayed them for like 40 of the 60 minutes. Uh, first period, when they lost the other night, they gave up two shorthanded goals, but they battled back the whole time. Charlie McAvoy looks like our best defense the time we play Tampa. I like that, that he steps up, he scored a goal, he throws the body. Um, and the big thing, too, I was kind of scared with, um, just like last year, the Bruins kind of got outbodied in the playoffs by the Blues in the end, and you would never seen the Bruins get outbodied before. I don't really think the Bruins are necessarily tough, um, but I think they showed that they, they can't get pushed around by Tampa, which is nice to see. Like, Patty Maroon's going to have to fight Chara every time. That basically negates that. And then the Dude, rest of the way. What's Sorelli thinking there? Coming in with a cross check. How did Zidane Chara not get up and rip that guy's head off? I don't know. I don't. Well, he's also, like, 43 years old. Like, his punches really aren't that. But, yeah, I mean, he's still a Chara. I know what you're saying, dude. Um, I Who's feel like Sorelli. 52 on the Bruins. Corrali. I think he's the one who jumped on him. Yeah, so – Everybody was kind of paired off for, like, a good 10 seconds, and then 52 came out of fucking nowhere, and I thought he jumped over the bench because, like, he was nowhere to be found. And I was like, oh, my God, he left the bench. But I think he had just scored, and he was going through the line, giving everybody dabs, and then was, like, late to the party. 
Yeah. Did you see Nord- your boy Nordstrom fought the other night, too? You know I'm a Nordstrom Johnny yeah. Gord, what a fight. That was like the featherweight of featherweight fights, dude. I loved that. <laughs> um, oh, and one last thing. Brett Ritchie um, came from the Ducks. I don't know if Dan ever saw him when he played for the goal or Fever Boy Rex shit. Sorry. Can't edit that, dude. I don't know if you ever saw him on the Ducks <laughs> or in San Diego, but... I still don't really know if he's good or not. Mike Milbury, Mike Milbury basically called him fat the other day on TV. I forget what his exact words are, but it was like, it's no secret he's out of shape. He needs to get it together, this and that. But I will say the one thing I did like, he's had a goal. He can fight, like he can throw. And then the other night, like Tampa, like at the trade deadline, got Goudreau. Um, and then who did Goudreau? Goudreau, Goudreau fought someone Mark, in the game. Barkley Goudreau. Yeah, who did he fight? On the Bruins? Yeah, he fought someone. I'm blanking right now. During that mix-up? Oh, he fought Chris Wagner. So Wagner fought him, and then Coleman was supposed to be like kind of like their scrappy guy too. And and one of the things, uh, Nick Ritchie literally just grabbed him by the collar, like skated him out of the zone and like pushed him towards the boards. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're out. Like you don't get this. Like I dummied your teammate the other night. So <laughs> that's, I like, don't, that's I, like Gronk kicking that guy out of the club, right, Dale? All right, Dale. He's just slow. <laughs> I think I'd say he's just slow. He kind of reminds me of Patty Maroon, but. Um, <laughs> Dan, do you, or Fever Boy, yeah. do you have yeah, that you, him? I, I love that guy. So I don't know if you guys remember this. Probably not. But like my one podcast two, three years ago, we had a great – I think it might have been the podcast that um, was deleted forever. But I brought him up as like a top guy to look at. He can throw. And he's a he's – a, that's a great pickup. Um, he is a great like just power forward. He can – the way they say – Milbury said he's like out of shape or something. Yeah, he was basically saying he's too fat to play. But he can skate. Like, he has wheels. Like, that, that, I saw that trade come through. That was a big pickup for the Bruins. He, like, fits, like, the Bruin kind of model. So, I'm excited for Yeah, he can chuck, too. All right. I I like get, I've never watched him play, but I've watched him, obviously, on TV a lot when he was with the Ducks, and I always liked him. Sweet. All right. I can deal with that. That's a good. I needed a scouting report out west. I just got one of those. Last thing I'll touch on really quick. This is kind of a double shout-out. Jeremy Swayman. Uh, Bruins draft pick, you main goalie. 48 save shutout on senior night against nationally ranked Providence. I think Maine's now ranked number 13 in the country, and they suck. But this kid has a 938 save percentage. Looks really good. Uh, I think he's going to be a final. He's a finalist for the Mike Richter, like one of the 10 so far. I think the I think the Rangers have a sick goalie, too, at UMass Lowell, I'm pretty sure, who's right up there with him, too. But it's – I don't know. I'm pumped for him. Who's the goalie at Lowell? Do you know? Uh, I always get confused. I – I think it's, oh, yeah, it's Wall. Tyler Wall. There you go. That's it, dude. I don't know. Okay. Well, that was our Bruins. Now we're going to get into our beer league roundup. This will be really quick. Uh, we finished in third place. We have a playoff game Tuesday, but I also have an Adirondack Thunder game Tuesday, so I have to figure out a way to get out of the Thunder game. I, re- I mentioned them earlier last week that there was a chance that my playoff games were going to be on Tuesday. The next two Thunder games are on Tuesday because, of course, Got to figure that out. Uh, 16 games, 49 points, 25 goals, 24 assists. Uh, the one thing I, that stood out to me was two penalty minutes. So as the season was going on, like we always talk about the Lady Bing and how we think it's just a joke of an award. Uh, I was had zero penalty minutes up until like two games ago, and I just purposely tripped a kid because I, I couldn't wind up with zero penalty minutes. So shout out to me for getting on the score sheet. Um, that's kind of what I have there. Dale, you had yourself quite the nice little night, huh? Yeah, but also just to add on yours, you know if you win, you play next Tuesday, which is also a Thunder game. So yep. <laughs> good luck there, I feel for you, honestly. 
Um, yeah, so we were we played in basically what's uh, known as the toilet bowl. It was the seventh and the eighth place team playing off. Um, tough game, scrappy game. Um, uh, you just hate, you just hate to see it. Basically, player comes around. We've all been there. We we've all been the younger guys in beer league. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this kid. Like de- decent hands, but thinks he's way better than he is. Like doesn't move the puck well, but just like thinks he's really fucking sweet. Um, he he fucking hits our captain. Hits hits the hits our guy in the corner really freaking hard. Like honestly, one of the biggest hits I've ever seen in beer league. So so fucking unnecessary. So so brutal. He was he was chirping with uh, Matos on our team all game, and then this kid just like. Like, it's one thing if you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I completely ran into that guy. Like, we've all been the younger guy in the league. And, like, anytime you're, I don't know, I just would have I just would have said sorry, honestly, because that's, I'm not really, a, I'm not really one to pick a fight. But this kid just keeps running his mouth. This kid was running his mouth on every single whistle, every, throughout the entire game. And then he hits him and then, he's, and then he goes, oh, if you didn't, if you guys weren't, you know, hitting me so hard. That wouldn't happen, and I'm like, bro, just get off the fucking ice. So our other guys go over. I think like five players got ejected. Long story short, we end up oh, we were in last place, but we had like one guy on the bench after that. It was just messy, fucking. I think you guys play him next week, Ked. So I'm not gonna say his name on the pod, but you know who he is. I just, I just hope. I'll tell you it. what. I think one of my favorite things in beer league is when a situation like that happens. I love being like the first one into the fray just to like find somebody I know I can fuck with. And every, you always just grab them and you just kind of give them a couple shots. Like it's kind of like, this is my moment in the NHL where like the big guys with a smaller guy is just popping them a couple times. He knows the little guy won't go. Yeah. Love I'm, it. Live yeah, for it. Maybe that's, that's never really. Did, did Matos ever get him, dude? Dude, I've did never, seen, I've never seen Matos this upset. <laughs> I think we need to get Matos on the pod to get his side of the story. Maybe next week. That could be interesting. Uh, Hal, did you have anything beer league-wise? No, I can't go after that. That was great. I, I, But I will say, it's like playoff season. Like, I feel like it's so funny that certain dudes, like, actually ramp up, like, their physicality, like, in a beer league game because it's the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, like, especially when it's the older guys, like, I just find myself – I find myself saying like calm down a lot recently and like I just don't I don't want that smoke but I will say I want to just jump all the way back on what Ken was saying is two penalty minutes that sucks dude that you only have two but I was kind of in the same boat I don't think I had had a penalty all game I think I'm like three straight penalties and three straight games I think two tripping one rough which was like very minor like nothing overly dirty but just kind of getting in the mix a little bit yeah 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 I just uh, notice you read your stat line. I was wondering if I could read mine as well. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it, dude. I can't. All right. So, so I jo- I joined the team about halfway through. So eight games played, six goals, nine of six, <laughs> six nine uh, for fifteen points. So, there it is. That's really good. So who's at who is at a better point per game? Do you think it might be tail? I'm I'm one point eight eight. I'm three point zero six. how many goals do you have? Yeah, sorry, Ken. insulting, dude. Twenty five and sixteen. Jeez. Weapon. All right, All right moving on. Patty <laughs> B hotline brought to you by Patty B. Patty B, take it away. 
yo, I listened to this sick podcast. This kid told us he had 25 goals in 60 <laughs> Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, thanks, Pat. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So playoff teams that might end up making it, playoff teams that are kind of slumping. <clears throat> I know the Penguins are slumping right now. I'm not convinced on Columbus. Carolina, I'm not convinced at all. Both of their goalies are hurt right now. They have AHL-type goalies. I want to say the Rangers get in, and if they played better against the Devils, I would have guaranteed it, but they didn't. Uh, that's what I have for the East. In the Western Conference, I'm not entirely sure what's really going on over there. Do, Hal, do you have teams that will get uh, – that you think will squeak in and teams that are falter there at the end? No, I mean, the only the only team that's super interesting to me, and I want your take on them too, is the Minnesota Wild. I don't, right, so they sold they sold at the deadline. Right now they're, there's, they're one point out of the wild card. Uh, but there's like, yeah, but there's three teams in front of them. They're seven and three in their last ten. They just got stomped the other night. I forget by who, but they just got stomped. I don't know, man. I, it's weird to me to think that they went on this on this spree, but like, the f- teams in the West that are in the hunt right now, really, for the wild card are Vancouver, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Arizona. Like, to me, that's the biggest crapshoot in the world. Like, even, like, Calgary sitting right above them. Like, I could see Calgary dropping. Like, they're kind of a weird team, too. I don't – I, like, want to like them, but I don't know. The West is super strange to me in that in that sense, and I think, to me, the East is a little bit different. East, right? I think Washington, Philly, Pitt, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, I think they're all going to stay exactly where they are. And then the two wild, two wild card teams, man. I don't know. I could see the Rangers sneaking in because, like you said, Carolina Islanders, Columbus, like Columbus is battling all those injuries. They're a good story. They're two four and four in their last ten. The Islanders are two five and three in their last ten. I love the Pajot move. I don't know how he's doing. It's just crazy to me that they were buyers and they're faltering too. And like Carolina's just been five hundred, so. It's wide open for you guys, right? If you're a Rangers fan and you look up and you see three teams that are all struggling in front of you, like I know they have games at hand and they have three points on you, it's, but it's definitely not the end of the world at this point. Yeah, they just they need to. <clears throat> we're going on a West Coast trip next week, so we need to take care of business out west. But it'll come down to the wire. I hope the Rangers get in. Uh, I can't believe the Wild are even in in a position. Thirty-four, twenty-seven, and seven. It's really not that bad. Uh, are they doing? Are they doing the California swing? I don't know. In their last 10, they're 7-3. and three. Uh, Out of all those teams you mentioned, they have the best record in their last 10 games. So it'll be interesting to see, man. I mean, Dubnik, or Dubnik, Dubnik great goalie. Uh, their next four games are Dallas, Colorado, Arizona, and Calgary. Then they come back to back-to-back games, um, home and away at Pitt. Pittsburgh. This is the Rangers, right? Yes. That's a lot of teams that are kind of in the same position as them too. Like Dallas will be a good game. I think, I think Dallas is a isn't Dallas a lock for the playoffs right now or no? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. So I don't know, man. That's a tough series. I think if the Rangers go like three and one on that four game road trip, then I think they'd be in a really good spot. Two one and one would be acceptable too, but I think you need at least like five points. I don't know. That was a good question though, Pat. Way to way to get our brains going. Uh, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, it's five one eight three zero nine two five two. 
595-518-309-2595. Leave us a voicemail. Now we're going to move on to our Dominic Moore Series and Zeros brought to you by Lagos Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, Heroes and Zero time. I'm just going to get mine right out of the way. My Zero of the Week goes to the kids that don't show up to Beer League for the past 10 weeks, and then playoffs come around, and then they all start showing up, and you have to run four lines. That drives me fucking insane. I hate everything about it. I like being on the ice. I like having the puck. I literally had two shifts one period uh, last game, and it was miserable. So that's my zero. My hero of the week goes to Zach Hyman. I don't know if you guys saw this penalty kill he had against the Los Angeles Kings, but he literally probably ate probably 30 seconds off it. Uh, he four-checked. He was the only player in the zone going up against three different people. He kept getting the puck, turning the puck over. Uh, it was just a fucking hero shift from, from a penalty killer, from a former penalty clip killer i tip my hat zach hyman that was impressive love seeing shit like that when you're on the bench and somebody's out there just wheeling and dealing on the killer you're like fuck man like that's huge you get so much momentum just on something that small so uh that's my hero what are you guys heroes and zeros dale you want to go yeah sure all right ken i just want to say i love the fact that you you picked a family kill there that that just, just tells a lot about you i love it um so my here my hero of the week goes out to bob probert I uh, I started watching Tough Guy, the Bob Probert story on uh, Amazon Prime Video. It's an awesome documentary all about his life, all about, you know, the trials and tribulations he grew up with. Uh, he lost his dad when he was in high school. A lot of substance abuse, um, a lot of just legal stuff he went through. But I didn't really I always knew he was like an excellent fighter. I just didn't know how good of a hockey player he was at the same time. Just quick. That's a good zero, dude. Some Bob Probert. There you go. He's back. All right, keep going. Yeah, I was just, I was just saying, it's, um, it really just opened my eyes to the, the fact that, like, from what it sounds like and the way people talk about him, he was just one of a kind as far as somebody who could be that good and also be considered the, you know, heavyweight champion of NHL at the time. Um, so just a lot of respect. He was. You know, in uh, a played up at Glens Falls in the Adirondack Red Wings. Um, just, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm really enjoying learning more about him. And uh, if you guys get a chance, the Bob Probert story. Um, yeah, that was that was my hero. And then uh, my zero just goes out to the coronavirus. Um, just just fucking sucks. Dude, I'm fucking rattled that the last game of the year, Rangers, uh, Blackhawks, like might get canceled because of the coronavirus. Yeah, did you see RPI? RBI's not playing in front of anybody for their playoff series coming up. Yeah, I, dude, it's the fucking flu. Like, well, I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm not a doctor, dude, so I don't want to. <laughs> no comment. What's your here on zero? How? <clears throat> uh, my zero of the week is Dale's internet connection. Like, I don't know. It's 2020. Buffering shouldn't be an issue. My hero of the week is... Oh, no, Dale, hey, no, I'm going to stick up for Dale there, dude, because I had Verizon Wireless for a really long time, and my internet wasn't that great, and I got chirped for it all the time. So, Dale, I've been there, but I've also had Spectrum now, so... Yeah, I'm at, I'm at my company office. I don't know when... I don't understand what's going on, so... Prepare to fail, Phil. Fail what? to prepare, prepare to fail. Hero of the week is uh, <laughs> the boys' EASHL return. Uh everyone's fired up i don't know if this is actually going to happen the team actually hasn't been built yet but there is in fact um an nhl 20 online team being formulated at the moment um 
kind of waiting on Fever Boy Rex to see if he is going to make the creation, but it looks like a lot of people are interested. There's a lot, a lot of buzz in the air about a possible game coming up soon. Um, I just can't wait to get back on the tracks. Yeah. Any, any of our listeners? We're going, boys. Yeah, and if anybody's out there got a ultimate hockey team wants to join, uh, shoot us a DM. Maybe we can schedule schedule a fresh. Well, is it the ultimate hockey team that trading card thing? Yeah, I don't. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Okay. It's the EASHL. That's just what, what, our, like, our team name will be the Morning Skate then, not the Crest Productions. <laughs> I actually have a question about that trading card game. Do you yeah. think that like if that came out when we were kids and like buying hockey cards, like we would have been into that? Like, buying them on the game? I don't know, because I feel like people do that. Like, I think people actually make money selling these cards. Oh, probably. Yeah, I think we, we were pumped about, like, physical cards when we were eight years yeah. old. I feel like if we were eight years old now, we'd be pretty pumped up about digital online cards, still. Okay. It's it's crazy, though. The kids are buying, like, a, a shit ton of, like, those different, like, services that they provide. Like, they will they will spend, like, hundreds of dollars on cards. It's insane. So it's kind of crazy to see how that's taken off. We should we should all just kind of get together and sell our cards, dude. I don't know. I think we have a couple. I think we have a couple dirt grams left over from <laughs> that one. We got like ten of those. All right, now uh, we're gonna get into our daily dose of Dale. I don't know if he's prepared for it, and I don't know if his interconnect internet connection will let him talk for a minute straight. But I will get the stopwatch ready to go. Uh, just give me a minute timer. One minute. Dale, you ready? No. Three, two, one, go. All right. The Daily Dose of Dale goes out to the main weekend with the boys. We got to skate in Bath, Maine on Ryan's Pond. Nothing like a little sunshine. The boys getting together is the first time out skating with them on, uh, on the lake for the summer so or for the winter. Um, to tell you the truth, I'm a little unprepared today, but it really just goes out to the boys. It always helps to get blow off some steam, just hang out with the boys and fucking have a good weekend. You know, we all we all made it out safe and alive. So just cheers to that and thank you for Hal for hosting us. What about power tools, dude? I saw you using power tools today. How do you feel about those? You got 20 seconds. Yeah, so um, we uh, we're tearing down a wall here. Um, me and my dad at the office and um, just fucking put on some Leonard Skinner, put on some Kid Rock, got some two, got the saw out, and cut down some 2 by 4 so it felt good. Great day. Welcome to spring. Boom. There it is. Out of the way, that was the Daily Dose of Dale, one minute long. I would appreciate you to maybe be a little bit more prepared next time, but I think that you, uh, you pivoted. And you had a good daily dose of Dale. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Normally, you should be ready for your own segment. Right. And you wanted your own podcast, dude. You wanted, like, your own. Remember, we had this conversation. I said, just like we told Ked, you have to earn it. And and there it was, dude. Like, and you told me you want to make those a shoot from the hip. But you acted like you had never even heard of the daily dose of Dale before he introduced it. It's earned, not given, dude. I, I'm with you. It's earned, not given. And that's exactly what I told Ked when he wanted a Gucci Mane sweatshirt. Uh, <laughs> sure um all right guys last up three stars music all right jim and mike thanks very kindly a nice weekend for you as always our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on rogers hometown hockey all right three stars of the week it's supposed to be 60 degrees out tomorrow so our top three spring things to do my third star goes to walks at night 
Uh, normally, I go to the gym in the morning. Even if I go at night, I'm going to get home. It's still going to be light outside. There, I go for like probably about a mile walk or a bike ride. It'll be nice weather. There's nothing better than just being outside and like, you guys know like when you can smell that springs in the air. Like you know what I mean? There's like a distinct smell that like holy shit, like we're about to have good weather. Huge fan of that. Third star of the week. Just being outside after work. I'll go. My third my third star of the week is that we're pretending that winter's over right now. I don't think winter's over. I think I have a little bit of expertise in this field. I used to schedule girls' middle school softball games, and spring is the time of year where you just don't know where the weather's going to come from. Uh, snow could be happening next week. Like We don't know yet. I think we should pump our brakes. I've seen many May days that are 30 degrees, like rainy and just like gross. Like I don't think it's going to be like – popping tops off like two weeks from now i think we well, got some time. Thing, dude we skate with the meteorologist on sunday nights and he said he doesn't see any big snowstorms in the future so you believe meteorologists i don't even trust those guys i thought i trusted bob kovacic channel 13 for a while but sometimes i don't even know if i believe him anymore well he's the only meteorologist in the capital region that got the tornado that hit right behind the ice rink last year so I mean, that's a big get. I also think they, they were the first ones to be boasting about, like, a Doppler radar, too, no? Have you guys heard of Weatherman G? Yes, we've heard of Weatherman G, dude. All right, quick we should You should ask Weatherman G what's going on. Dale, what's your third star? Uh, my third star goes out to my sunglass rotation. Uh, Blade Shades hooked me up with a couple pairs, so I just, I've got, like, four different pairs of sunglasses right now. I walked into town this morning for breakfast, and... Uh, yeah, just a just a nice day walking into Sar- downtown Saratoga. You know what, Dale? You just nailed it because it's nice to have more than one pair of sunglasses that you can be rocking on a different day. I've got like four right now, and it feels great. That's a good one. Uh, my second star, I love having the windows down in the truck. And during the winter, you can't really do that. So it's almost about that time where you can kind of roll the windows down when you're whipping around. There's nothing better than just popping that down a little bit, blasting some biggie downtown to let people know that you're there. Hal's wearing a morning skate hat, and it fits his head. How does that work? I don't know. I think he's got my morning skate hat. It's Dev Dale's hat. I think, I think he might have a big noggin too, dude. I'm not really sure. It's a lot tighter than it looks. I've never seen you wear a hat before. You look great. Like I haven't seen him wear a hat either, bro. I feel like a girl walking down the stairs. Dude, you're such a hat guy. You just never owned one. No, I'm definitely not a hat guy. I don't think I am. Fever Boy Rex, is he a hat guy? Okay. <laughs> I'll have to edit <laughs> We should keep it that way. That was just like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Pal, can you put it on backwards? I don't oh, know if you can tell. It's got one <laughs> ring. <laughs> one button. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your guy's second stock? I'll just go right off yours, dude. My second star is this. You said windows open in the truck. I'm saying windows open in the apartment. It's been a long winter. You need to circulate that air. Fresh air is, fresh air is king. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a huge difference. Like, just being cooped up all day. Like, Dale, Dale's clogging up my septic system when he visits. And then, like, it's two degrees outside. So, like, you can't open the windows. But now I see an opportunity and I can, you know, spring forward. Yeah, thanks for that, buddy. Um, my my second star goes out to just getting the twigs out, playing a little lacrosse, passing around on the street at Skidmore College, wherever. Um, fortunate enough to have Skidmore in our town, so sometimes we'll, me and the boys will just go over, rip a couple shots. People will be like, "Oh, you go here too," and I'm like, "Nah, I just I just use the turf." So nice to get out there. A little lax action. Appreciate that. And my uh, my number one star. 
I only do this once a year. I get the truck detailed. Uh, normally, I clean it myself, but after a messy winter and shit, like there's a lot of fucking manual labor that goes into that. So you just bring it somewhere, you pay a hundred bucks, and you get it back, and it looks like you literally just fucking bought it from the store. So uh, detail in the truck, number one star. It's a good one, dude. I don't really know. My number one's kind of just like Dale's. Mine was literally passing something in a field. I'm a big fan. Whether you go to a park, like a local park, like a, Ga- a Gavin Park, where it's more like a basketball court, tennis court situation. If you go to SPAC, where it's more of like trails, and there's like the little pavilions out there. If you want to go to a college campus, that's cool. But I mean, you got softball, you got football, you can shoot basketball, like the world's your oyster. If you want to go to Skidmore, play lacrosse, you can, but just going out there, just like with the boys at like four o'clock and just ripping shots at something. Soccer, we used to rip shots at soccer, just got to go bar down. I love going to the soccer field. Yeah. Dale, number one. All right. Um, my first star goes out to my morning coffee. Typically, I just first thing in the morning, wake up, have a coffee, sit on my couch or desk and have my coffee. Now that it's nice out, I walk it out onto the deck, hear the birds chirping, get some sun on my face in the morning. I just love getting some fresh air. So shout out to my morning coffee on the deck. Dude, mornings in the spring and summer are so nice because it's right before it starts getting like a million degrees outside and you can actually stand like being outside for more than five minutes without sweating. So I can appreciate that. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Rexy, do you have any heroes in or uh, any three stars? <laughs> He's out. What a performance. All right, guys. So that was episode 128. Uh, this is Ked, Hal. This is Abdale, Feverboy Rex. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys listen and you play beer league or have any other hockey buddies, tell them about the podcast. Get them on. Uh, it's starting to spread a little bit, which is pretty cool. We had somebody reach out to us on Instagram. They're in Colorado, and they started following us on Instagram because somebody in their locker room said that they listened to us. That was sick. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah, so that was the Morning Skate, episode 128. Anything else you guys have? That's it, dude. I mean, great to have Feverboy Rex back. I thought Dale had a good performance, too. He had, you know, peaks and valleys, but I thought overall it smoothed out. So, I don't know, pretty good. We missed one last week. I feel like I feel like we're just got to ramp up for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like intensity, like intensity, we're going to bring it, I think. Um, yeah, that's it. Also, guys, head on a swivel because we might end up having some pretty revolutionary news to drop coming up in the near future, which would be pretty cool. Uh, Hal, myself, and BizDev, I think we're going out to Boston next weekend. Uh, we might do a live podcast. That'd be kind of cool. So we'll figure. But uh, not for like an audience, not for like an audience. Just just like at like a local hotel like lobby. I don't know. I had to clarify that. It's not I like, don't know because you just made it sound like we we're doing like a live show. Like tickets would be like available. It was cooler. On sounded like it was cooler than street cred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh good podcast, boys. I just think any uh, any fans out there really just DM me, DM the, the account. Let me know who you guys want on. I've been, you know, pondering, trying to get any uh, someone different uh, people on, whether it be like someone involved in the sled hockey community, uh, uh, you know, referees, different, just different uh, areas of the game. So you guys have any ideas, shoot me any connection, you know, uh, bring you guys some more value. Maybe we can get that hockey dad on and just go on a fight with the ref and get his side of the story. That'd be kind of sick. Or David Ayers, I saw an update, too. The ref's alleging that the dad started it by spitting on him. So I don't know if that's true or not. But if that's true, that just is even even worse for the, <laughs> the dad. Yeah, not a great look. But. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.
nine, my thoughts were short, my hair was long Caught somewhere between a boy and man She was seventeen and she was far from in between It was summertime in northern Michigan 